everyone and welcome to another episode of BookCast. Today we will be talking about A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss and we'll be doing a review followed by a discussion. So now for our review. A Court of Thorns and Roses starts off with our main character, Feyre, and she is in the woods in a tree waiting to try and hunt something in order to feed her family. Basically, right now, the world is split in two. There is the world of the humans and the world of the fairies. The world of the fairies is called Prithian, and we don't really get a title for the world of the humans other than the continent or those south of the wall. The world is basically split in two by a by a magic wall that was put in place 500 years ago after a battle took place between different fairy fairy worlds, not really worlds, fairy clans, um, fighting for the right to either keep humans as slaves or to free, free the humans and let them live on their own. So basically, Farrah is out in the woods, and during her time in the woods, she sees a wolf. But this wolf is larger than any normal wolf that she has ever seen before. And in the back of her head, she's saying, fairy, fairy, it must be a fairy, and fairies are dangerous, and what are they doing south of the walk? Are they, is he going to kill me? What's going to happen? Because she also sees a deer, and she knows she needs to kill this deer in order to provide food for her family. And after finally making a decision and knowing that she has to come home with something or else her family's going to go hungry, she takes her ash arrow, because ash is the only thing that could kill or hurt a fairy, and she decides to shoot the wolf right in between the eyes, or right in the eye. And she also manages to kill the deer as well because she is because she has become an amazing hunter in order to provide for her family. Killing that wolf sets off a long chain of events that changes Farah's world forever. A couple of days later, next thing she knows, there is a giant wolf knocking down the door of her home, demanding who killed this wolf, who killed him. And Vera doesn't even know what to do. Her dad doesn't know what to do. Her sisters don't know what to do. Her dad is of no help because years before any of this happened, her and her family were pretty wealthy and pretty well off. But they lost their entire fortune and are now living out in the woods in a shack. Um, which is her and her two other sisters. And basically her dad has lost the will to live and has not helped her has not helped her or her sisters to survive. So Farah has taken it upon herself to make sure that her and her sisters survive, even though she is the youngest of the three and the least educated of the three. Um, her older sisters, all they like to do is try and take the money that she uses from hunting and getting pelt and furs and selling them in the market to buy new things, different things that their family doesn't even need, but they just like to do it because they're used to their old way of life. But with this wolf, the wolf makes a deal with her. She, he's basically saying a life for a life, so she has a life debt to pay. She can either do, do that by basically allowing him to kill her right there, or she can go and live out her days in Prithian. 
her dad finally gets up out of his chair and is like, go to Prithian, make a life for yourself. If you ever get free, do not come back and just become better than what we have here because you are better than anything that we have ever imagined. So Feyre decides to go with this wolf to Prithian and start off on her own brand new adventure in a world she's never been to that she's heard nothing but scary stories about death and killing and things that haunt humans in the night. But Vera knows this is her only chance for survival so she's going to take it. And from there we have a whole brand new world leading to Prithian. So now for my actual review of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, now I didn't actually really like this book um i mean i didn't love it i, I kind of liked it i liked it at the end the ending was my favorite part the last 10 to 15 chapters of the book is where it's at but it takes a long time to get there the first 100 pages or so takes some effort to get through just because it is moving so slowly um you just expect, like, the book starts off with our main character, Farah, um, seeming like such a strong woman or a girl who can handle herself. And then when she is forced to cross the wall into Prithian, she seems like such a big baby and can't handle anything, can't follow directions, can't listen, can't figure anything out on her own, can't, like, open her eyes and listen to things. And so she gets, she gets really annoying but that seems to be like a common thing for Sarah J Maas to make us seem like we have a strong female lead when in all reality we have to search for her or it has to be truly pulled out of her at like the last minute at the end of the world at the start of the war at, at something at something that's when the strong female lead starts out and then also our male lead who is abusive and overbearing and is he supposed to be charming I feel like you know he's supposed to have some charming qualities and he's supposed to seem like a good guy you know someone to help Farah, protect Farah, do whatever for her but he's kind of annoying but that's but reading that part is when I finally figured out that it's supposed to be a Beauty and the Beast retelling see I didn't know that I didn't know that but I remember making a note and while I was reading and saying ah oh, it sounds like Beauty and the Beast and then I was and then I was watching other people's reviews and they were saying how it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling and then everything just kind of clicked for me and I was like ah okay I got it I got it but other than Tamlin, our male character, just being the biggest B-word ever. I don't really want to cuss yet. B-word ever in this book. Um, we just, it just starts off so slow. It starts off so slow. And then, you know, I don't comment on writing style very much just because I'm not a writer. I am an avid reader, consumer of books. And um, I just happened to notice that that she likes to describe things, some things too much. Or she likes to use the same description too much. Like, we, we know Farah is a painter. We know. We know she's a painter. We don't need 5,000 descriptions telling us how she's a painter with a warrior, with a hunter's soul. Okay? Like, we get it. She sees things in painting style. 
or she likes to describe things in threes, you know, he was strong and brave and golden in color, or his hair was auburn and gold and sun-kissed. And, you know, while I was reading, I didn't notice it that much, but when I was listening to it, that's when I really started to notice the, um, the, the writing in threes, and now it's just because there was a rhythm to it, and that's when I really noticed it. But... If you can make it through to the end, you know, the last 10, 15 chapters are really where it's at. If you can make it to the end, make it to the end. Because A Court of Mist and Fury is so much better. Yes, does that one also start off slow and get better towards the middle? Yes. But does it get better towards the middle a little bit faster than before? Yes. Um, so I definitely, I enjoy A Court of Thorns and Roses more than I like the Throne of Glass series. Even though Throne of Glass series started to grow on me as well. But that's also probably because there were so many books to read. And I was always able to just keep going when I was reading it. Um, but I think I gave this book a 3 out of 5 stars. And that's just because the ending is good. So like I said, just make sure to get to the ending. But if you like this podcast, please call in. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. I'd love to talk about it. Um, follow me on BookTube because you'll see a longer review of that on my BookTube channel. And I think that's all for me. So until next time, keep turning the pages.